0: Well hello friends this is Pastor Frank and welcome to our broadcast for this week and we just want you to know how much God loves you and and we do too as much as sinners like us could love anybody <laughs> we're so privileged to serve a risen savior and we're so blessed to be here to share for a few moments well you know last week Ray and I we shared together some dialogue dealing with prophecy, to some degree at least. We shared some of the things that are going on in the world, and I thought it was a good time. And uh, we spoke a little bit longer than usual, but it turned out to be a, a very good thing. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to be in touch with us anytime. This is called Grace Radio. You can hear us here on Spotify and other places. But if you have questions, if you'd ever like a copy of a message we give somewhere else or any place or anything we could help you with, uh, please let us know. Well, it's it's a new week. This is on a Monday that we're broadcasting this, and we had a good weekend. We worshiped God, and we had a good time with fellow believers at a church of where we attend, and it was good. It was really good. And and one good thing is the weather is great today, and I love the change of the season. I can't wait for the springtime weather, and uh, let's see what happens. It's all up to God where he wants to put everything. Well, I'd like to ask you a question just to get our conversation starting up, because I have Ray here with me. Usually, we kind of dialogue together. Most of the time we agree with things, maybe sometimes with a different perspective, but we both believe the Bible is the Word of God, and we hope you do. But if you do not know the Bible well enough, you have every opportunity to learn things that will help you regarding the knowledge of the Bible and basic Christianity, what it means to be a Christian is what it's all about. How you can be a Christian is also what it's all about. So I hope this kind of conversation that we have together will be of some encouragement to you, or let it at least sort of instigate you I guess that's one way of put it to instigate or investigate your faith in the Bible and your faith in God, and bring to your attention what you really, really believe. And maybe what we talk about today will bring up some points about that. My first question to ask you is, do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? And that's one reason why we're here. We want to share the life of christ and our own experiences in hopes that someone listening to us may want to understand it in a way they can make it personal and look these things up in the bible that we may share with you we're not asking you to believe us we are asking you to believe though what the bible tells us about himself and about the lord jesus christ who came into the world a long time ago, but he's he's alive and well. He's in our midst. And as a Christian, we believe he is our personal Savior. After all, it, it came to a point in my own life where I realized that I needed God's forgiveness. And then I found out that Christ died for all of my sin on an old rugged cross, He paid the price for my sin, and the Bible teaches me that if I agree with Jesus and his love for me and he is Savior and God of the universe, I accepted the fact of asking him to be my Lord and my Savior. And he did. He changed my life drastically, drastically good. And so I hope some things we say may increase your faith, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, as we bring up some issues many times that we don't plan, uh, most of the time we don't plan what we talk about, but I I have a question on my mind to to open up our conversation with Ray Inman, who is with me uh, oftentimes. Let me ask you a question as a listener. Are you ready? Okay, here it is. Is it possible that the trials of life can make us stronger or teach us things about life that we normally wouldn't understand without the trial, testing, and difficulty that we went through. Are you on that with me? Are you on that page, friends, as I ask that question? I know that experiences in my life taught me things for my good and also gave me some intelligence about knowing Christ and knowing my life situation. It helped me. Uh, Trials of life, I could say, helped me come to God because I knew that my life was not going well. Um, I didn't like the things I was doing. I was living in open sin. I didn't like it, but I was trapped in it, felt guilty. I needed to know about God's love for me. If he could love a sinner like me, was a good question. And I wanted to ask him if he would forgive me for all of my sin. That's the bottom line of what really happened to change my life years ago. And that's what I'd like to talk about. Now, here's a question. Do you think first, what I just asked, do trials make me stronger In God and in my faith in God. Whether I be a Christian or not a Christian, can trials of life bring me around to examine things about God? Well, can you answer that question in your own life, even thinking about it right now? Have you had some heavy trials in your life? Has it been difficult? Has it made you think about God? Have you been in trouble before where maybe you called upon a God that you didn't even know? Uh, I went through those things. Uh, Can you say anything about this? Uh, Do you think the trials in life then can make you a better person? But some people do believe, and I, I think it can be true with some people, that trials in life can either make you better or bitter. And what have trials in life done for you? Has it made you a better person because you've learned something through a trial? Did it make you a person that turned to God and get to know him somewhat and get to know his love better or even answered prayer? Has trials in life done that to you? Has it really stirred you up that way? Well, I believe that tough times in life can make you bitter on one hand, and we'll be talking about that with Ray, or can Charles' life make you a better person? We need to think about it and maybe need to discuss it. Uh, In prison, where I once lived for about 13 years, there were times that a prisoner said they were glad that they went to prison. They were glad about their experience in falling flat on their face. And some of them would say, it's a good thing I came to prison. I'm glad about it. It's helped me. The messages that I did give there at the chapel in the prison, people, many of the prisoners would respond to God and and have a wonderful changed life. Uh, No question about it. Hundreds of men in prison came to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior when I was there sharing the word with many of them. So a prisoner, no matter what the crime, can get saved by, and what I mean by it, is by coming to God and putting their faith and trust in Jesus Christ that he died for our sins. They would turn their heart over to God, and their years would, life would change quite dramatically. As a matter of fact, Ray, some years, Uh, One experience I had in a prison—I don't think I told you about this, but I may Uh, have—a man came to me after he came to know Christ in a chapel service that I had. I gave an invitation that if you wanted to know God's forgiveness in a brand new life with Christ and the Bible, a prisoner responded, came to Christ— and he had a wonderful experience. But, you know, I didn't know he did that. Uh, he didn't share that with me. He was a very quiet person. He was kind of sh- quiet about things, and his private, too. But he did come to Christ. But it was some years later that he wrote to me and told me in a letter that he became a missionary. He was writing to me out of the country somewhere. And, you know, I can't remember where it is or where it was. It was years ago. But he wanted me to know how he came to know Jesus Christ when he was down at the bottom in a prison. He heard a story I shared. Maybe it was the prodigal son. I don't know. I can't remember many things that I may have shared with him, but he became a missionary serving Jesus Christ after a crime he committed And after years in a prison, his life changed dramatically. I can't remember him because he was quiet. He didn't want to bother me with things. He thought I was probably too busy for that. So his life of trials did make him a better person. I mean, it's too bad he had to hit the bottom and go to a prison before that terrible time in life uh, changed him. But that's the way he went with it, and other people have gone the same way. I I think to a great extent, that's how it went with me. I I did things that made me guilty. I was wrong. I was a sinner. I'm still a sinner, by the way. Changed, though, by the grace of God. And uh, it's amazing what God can do in a person's life. And I've witnessed that many times, that... I know Ray has witnessed that with people himself, and and it's also my personal testimony. Is what brought me around is going through a trial in my life, where somebody sharing God with me uh, changed me. And since that time, where God changed my life, um, I just I hope to think, and I believe that I grow a little bit knowing God. A little bit more every day because of his love, his compassion. The greatest thing of all is to know how much he loves me. He died on a cross. He was made sin in my place. He suffered for me on an old rugged cross, paid the price. That changed my life. And I think Ray uh, could say the same thing. But you know, Ray, as we Discuss this issue a little bit. Uh, as we record this broadcast, this is the Easter season. And it's a wonderful time to be worshiping God in church, to consider the fact we have and we believe in a risen Savior. Jesus Christ is the eternal God, and He's in the world today. And to celebrate Easter, which is the resurrection message. We know that when this life on the earth ends, it doesn't end with God. You can be with God forever. He promises eternal life, even a home in heaven, if you turn your life over to him. It's undeserved. We can't deserve it. It's not because we're great people or holier-than-thou or anything like that. It's just that knowing him as a personal Savior, it gets into your heart when you make it personal to God and you talk to him about it, It, you have a change of life. And that's why Ray and I, we go to church every week and we study the Bible and we pray together and we talk to other like-minded people, and God continues to change us and help us to grow in our faith so ray do you think what do you think ray about that first comment i made is this do you think the trials that we have in life can either bring us to god or make us a stronger christian if we're a christian which would it do can going through trial bring me to faith in god or can we going through a trial, even as a Christian, make me a better Christian? So it's sort of a two-ended kind of a question, I guess, but
1: I'm sure you have an opinion about that. What do you think? Yeah, Pastor, I go along with just about everything that you said. I know before I was a Christian, and I went through some trials and stuff like that, I'd get angry, and I'd get mad, and I'd... uh, Gripe about this and gripe about that, and it was everybody else's fault and not my fault, and so forth and so on. (laughs) But when I became a Christian, I certainly had trials, and everybody, just because they become a Christian, that doesn't mean you're not going to have trials and tribulation. Well, that's the first thing to mention, right? (laughs) That's right. You're going to, you're definitely going to have trials and tribulation, but it seemed to be. A little different now don't get me wrong before I was a Christian I didn't like trials and tribulations after I become a Christian I did not like trials and tribulations <laughs> right but it it was a lot easier after I became a Christian because I can say you know okay God uh, what is it that you're trying to teach me here okay because I really believe, that when a Christian has a trial and tribulation something's going wrong in his life that maybe he is the one that's doing wrong that's right that's and, a good point and maybe God is trying to tell you hey you're not looking to me you're trying to do it yourself that's right and maybe that's how I feel anyway mm-hmm. that When I have a trial and tribulation, which I still have today, I look kind of like to God and say, Hey, God, I'm listening. (laughs) Help me out here. Mm -hmm. Tell me which way to go. I know I don't like what's taking place here, but again, what am I doing wrong? And I may be doing something wrong. You know, maybe I didn't handle my money right. Maybe I didn't talk to my wife right. Maybe it's a thousand things that can indeed go wrong, especially in this day right now. There is, the world is kind of turned upside down in my estimation, Pastor. I I don't want to throw negative things out there, but it is upside down. All right. It seems like good is evil and evil is good. That's right. We spoke a little bit about that last Exactly time. right. And I think that everybody mm-hmm. now, Christian or non-Christian, is going to have these trials and tribulations. But I think if you keep your eye on God, that no matter what, you're going through a trial. But let's not forget, like you said, let's please don't forget that God is on your side and God loves you.
0: Right. Now, what
1: what would you say
0: about a question or a point this way? Sometimes, well, a person may come to us as a Christian. Let's say, to give you an illustration, I'm a true believer in Christ, and I share God's love with someone about what Jesus did on the cross and things like that. And then that person responds to me and say, yes, if a person turns their life over to Christ, all their worries are gone. Everything will be fine. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to say
1: that doesn't happen. <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> so, But their right. mindset is there. Their, that doesn't happen, but their mindset is different. Okay, They'll be looking at God instead of looking at the at the trial, or, you know, everything is going to be a bed of roses. No, it's not. Right. right. But at least your mindset, you're going to be looking at God. Right. That's a good point. I, I think it also points out, Ray, that
0: sometimes uh, you could meet someone that's offended about Christianity mm-hmm. and say things like, I don't like these born-again people and all these people always talking about being a Christian and going to church. I think all these people are are sort of holier-than-thou people. I mean, who do they think they are? They're better than me. Everybody's a sinner, but they're not. Does that
1: make sense to you, Ray? No, because I think the more a Christian studies the Bible, the more knowledge he gets of what God is, who he is, and how he responds the more you realize that you're not worth Jesus dying on the cross. Right, okay. I think you realize the more knowledge you have that you are a terrible sinner. You're not just a sinner. You are a terrible sinner. And I think that's... How true that is. is. Yeah. The more you know, the more you know you're not worth it. Right. But God loves you so much that he's... He he he, it agape love. Yeah, we can't yeah, explain God's, it. Right, God's
0: perfect love shows us how we are not people who have the wonderful attributes that Jesus has. Right, uh, I, I agree with you fully. In fact, uh, Ray, being a Christian myself for many years, uh, I could I'm much more aware. Of sin in my life than I ever have. I don't mean I'm going around sinning on purpose, oh, no, no. I'm but I'm can't. just aware, I'm aware of the fact that I have all that capacity in me to, to sin and do wrong. Yeah. So it's not like being a Christian a long time makes me necessarily um, a better sanctified person, set apart with God that I don't make sinful mistakes anymore because I don't find that to be true.
1: No. And you said that, uh, you know, the people sometimes will get irritated with you and stuff if you try just to tell them a little bit. I don't believe you should just go headstrong into telling a non believer about Christ. It, it mm-hmm. should be kind of a, a slow process. But sometimes you'll come across the person that is angry with you or whatever, but you don't know down the line what God is gonna do with that person. Maybe God will draw that person to him, and that person might say, gee, I remember when Pastor Frank said that. Yeah. And I kind of criticized him for it. And I shouldn't I should have paid more attention to him. You don't know. You plant a seed. God will right. God will water it and take care of it
0: that's right uh, the more we share the truth of the word of god and god's love and forgiveness things like that in the bible it takes time for some people to really get to understand what we're talking about it but, did me yeah me too me yeah. too you know the first christians i met who wanted to tell me these things about god's love and forgiveness and so forth I laughed at it. Right. I, I thought it was sort of like a, a joke or a religious fanatic mm-hmm. trying to tell me something that was nonsense. Yeah. It didn't I couldn't respond to that. It took time. It took time for that
1: those for people to reach me with a true message. Yeah. I think I told you before, but uh, I was never insulting when somebody would come up. I just say please, you know, I don't oh. want to hear that. You right. know. That, right. that, that, that's not my cup of tea uh, that's yours good and right, leave right. it at at that but i remember those people today i'm sure i do too you know i remember yeah. those people that tried to say hey raymond listen i got a story to tell you i refused it at that time mm. but now i remember the words of what he said wow you know so that's and and that helps yes. but i I can't tell you that—I know that some Christians can say that, you know, on August eighth, 1921 or whatever, <laughs> I became a Christian. Right. Uh, I gave my—that wasn't the way it was with me. Yeah. It was a slow process. You know, it was
0: with me as well. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that point out. Well, friends, you're listening to Grace Radio. This is Pastor Frank with my friend Ray Inman. And today we're talking about do trials— change your life to trust more in God? Or does it make you bitter instead of better? And that's what we've been talking about so far. And I guess what's mixed in with our conversation is the fact that God changes our life when we give our heart to Jesus Christ. And he changes our life, helps us grow to become better people, not perfect people. Not that we're better than anyone else. I I think there's such a thing as being a sinner or a saved sinner. A sinner or a forgiven sinner. Mm -hmm. I I think
1: that's the only difference between us and anyone else on this planet. I know personally, I personally know people that are a whole lot better than I do, uh, than I am. I know that they they give money to people. They help poor people. They are true upstanding people, Uh but pastor, they just don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right, and it it kind of hurts me because they are good upstanding people, but they just don't want. They don't know about the cross. They don't
0: give in to him. You know, they they just... don't know how Christ died for their sin. Yeah. That is a sad thing, and I agree with you fully. There are better people that I know in my life that I, yeah. I kind of wonder about at some time. Why can't I be a good guy like that guy? You know, But yeah. God looks at the heart, and he knows those who truly, truly believe in Jesus in a personal way as a Savior. That's right. I don't mean believing Jesus as a historical figure, no. or a Jesus that's hanging on a cross somewhere in a church, but I mean believing him internally—someone you can trust as your Lord, Savior, and friend. Uh, That—that's what makes a Christian, not yeah. being
1: a good person. That's right. Uh, good people. Uh-huh. Are not Christians? Now, some good people are not Christians. Right, I know what you mean. And there's a whole lot of Christians that are good people. That's right. But there's also Christians that's not so good, Pastor.
0: That's right. And
1: that's because Christians are, are just humans like us. They're human yeah. beings. They make mistakes. They yeah. they stumble over themselves right. and stuff, right. which. I'm not condemning them. I've done it myself. Right, I get it, I get it. You know, but at least in our heart, God God said that he would write his new commandments in our hearts. Mm -hmm. That's where we have it over a little bit on the good people that don't have Christ is because we have a Savior that we can go to and talk to and say, okay help me out here where am i where am i going wrong yeah uh, right. i'm having this yeah. trial in my life that i just I can't handle it that's right. i need help that's right where before i'd say you can, I don't need god I can I can do anything <laughs> that's i can right. do this. and every time i yeah, did that i fell on my face yeah <laughs> so
0: i understand that i don't mean to laugh at it like it's it's not a joke but it's it's kind of Well, it's kind of funny in a way when we do things that we just don't get it, you know. But uh, I just thought of this passage uh, in Psalm 51, Ray, where David in the Old Testament, uh, he really, really messed up, uh, even though he had a heart after God. He was a great sinner, Mm -hmm. and um, at one time when he sinned with Bathsheba, And many people hearing us here may know a little bit about the story. Uh, David was king, and everything was going well for him. He was loved by his people. He was uh, highly esteemed. But then he fell into adultery because he went after another man's wife, committed sin, and she became pregnant and so forth. There's a lot to the story, very interesting story. But at the same time, the Bible said that David had a heart after God. You know, this—the uh, question now about that story is: How do you put that together? So David was such a sinner. We would even hate thinking about how sinful we we are in comparison to David, and yet God said in the Bible that he had a heart after God, but he mm-hmm. failed miserably. And so he cried out to God, and his life was changed because he cried out to God in Psalm 51 and verse 1, "Um, God be merciful to me, a sinner, Mm -hmm. is how he prayed. God forgave him from a wicked sin because he had a heart after God. He failed terribly, but he knew God, and he knew about God, and he cried out to God for forgiveness. And I think, Ray, that's what it's all about. We are wicked sinners. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Some people don't like to hear that. But the Bible says that we are. We have all sinned. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So I don't know if anyone uh, could ignorantly say I'm a good person. Uh, God knows I'm a good person. I don't sin, or I didn't sin much, so I'm going to go to heaven someday. That's a terrible deception because if you want to really know the true God, you begin with understanding that you are a sinner and you need God's
1: forgiveness. That's right. That's right. And, you know, you brought up a very good story, too. Even for non-Christians or Christians alike, just simply... Read the story of David. I mean, David was, I don't know, he was something else. (laughs) I mean, if there was a way to be disobedient to God, he found it. He did. He really, I mean, well, look at what the passage that you brought up about Bathsheba. Yeah. He had, now I'm going to misjudge this uh, on the numbers, but I think he had nine wives of his own. Mm-hmm. He had Saul's wives, which I think were eleven or something like that, and he sees a woman, a woman over there bathing, and he's got to have her. That's right. I mean, talk about a beast! <laughs> <laughs> it's also, <laughs> it, 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 David, and David also lied. That's right. David cheated. That's right. David stole. Yeah. David did everything. That's wrong. But it was his heart. That's right, that God looked at. God looked at his heart. God was willing to forgive him. Why? Because God loves us. That's right. That's a very important point to make that God loves us. He loves us. Let's never mind the Old Testament, the New Testament. God loves us. That's right. That's right. And you can't take that away from it. If people would just Try to understand and say, I don't understand God's love because I don't. Okay, I don't okay. understand God's love. I, I, have, I have no knowledge of God's love. All I know is He loves us. He sent His mm-hmm. Son to die for us on the cross, Pastor. That's right. To die for me. Not everybody else. You. Not me personally. He That's died right. for the, a wretch like me. That's right. How could anybody love that much? That one, I know, but he died, it's, and he loved everybody the same way.
0: That's the message of the cross.
1: That is the you message know. of the cross. You, you can know, be you can be tied up in your house and uh, on disability or whatever, or you think you're kind of in a slump and stuff like that. But just remember, you've got you. someone who's right there with you and who loves you.
0: That's right. And you can't escape it no. uh, when you go through those things. I, talk about David, you know. I mean, we could feel that we were very much like David oh, sure. before he came to Christ. And, and thank God that he, he holds us and tells us don't do the wrong thing, but read your Bible, pray, do yeah. good, love people, and learn the Bible um, to keep us under somewhat of a control, yeah. uh, not legalistically either. The reason why I want to do good and live right and know Jesus better is because i it's out of love, mm-hmm. that he loves me first. But I love him because that's of what he right. did for me at the cross. Absolutely. And that's how you feel. And it's just a wonderful change of life. It's too bad, Ray, right, that many people get the wrong
1: idea of what it means to be a Christian. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because you and I, Pastor, yeah. especially you, uh, you've been a teacher of the Bible, you've been a counselor of the Bible, you have been everything throughout your life, and you still are uh, the very first person in the world that will say, you're a terrible sinner. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not telling you nothing that you don't know. But I don't want to sin, <laughs> right? <laughs> that, that's right. That it see that that's the, the difference. That's the difference, right? You don't want to be.
0: Yeah. Once you have Christ in your heart, you don't want to hurt the one you no, who loves right. you and died for you on exactly, the cross.
1: Exactly right. Yeah. We're all sinners. Everyone. Yeah. yeah. So we haven't got anything to be proud about. Oh, this guy over here, he might take a drink, or this guy yeah. might smoke a marijuana cigarette, or whatever. Right. Right. We're no better than they are.
0: No. No, you're right. You're right. That doesn't justify those people who are living in Absolutely sin. Absolutely not, no. It's not like they can no, you get away with it. No. You can't
1: live in sin, no. That's right. But your heart has got to be there. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, yeah. it's like anything else. God yeah. God loves the sinner. He hates the sin. But he loves us. But he loves Which us. Which is an
0: amazing thing when you realize you don't deserve it.
1: You don't deserve you know, it. It's an undeserving love. And that's what we were trying to say before. That's where I really... The Apostle Paul, at the end of... somewhat towards the end of the Apostle Paul's life, Mm. he said, I am the least of all the saints. That's right. You would think that he would be right next to Jesus. Yeah, that's right. But He, he didn't think of himself that way. No, he did not. Because he realized with all the knowledge that he had... That he was a terrible sinner. If he walked into a church today, he'd he'd be in the back
0: row or, yep. or sitting on the floor away from everybody because he'd be ashamed of himself. That's right. In some ways about his yep. sinful life Absolutely. of the past. Yep. Uh, that's an amazing reality. Now, when you think of Jesus and he bore all of our sin on the cross, and that's why I like to study the last seven sayings of Jesus on the cross. And friends, if you're listening today, you'd like a copy of that, I'll send it to you. In printed form, the last seven sayings of Jesus on the cross. Well, the first saying that Jesus gave on the cross, Ray, I'm sure you remember, is Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. It's Jesus' way of saying, dying for our sin on the cross, there are many things about our sin that we really never understood. So Jesus, loving us, could say, Father, forgive them. They don't realize, Lord, what, the, what Jesus was saying to the Father. He, he was really saying that due to our sinfulness, doing to the sinfulness of the people who were gathered around him at the cross, who were shouting at Jesus, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him, Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Well, I don't know how deep it goes in people's hearts, but the fact of the matter is Jesus is like that. He loves sinners to the point that no matter how bad or deep the sin is, Jesus doesn't look at it lightly because he's paying the price for all that sin, but he still loves that sinner, whoever it is.
1: That's agape love.
0: That's a perfect love, that's right. Uh, I think... You can't get a better message about love, and you can't read a greater love story yeah. uh, that's recorded especially in the New Testament about Jesus and what he did for us. Think of it, friends. Jesus, he's God the Fa- he's God, the Son. You have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Well, Jesus, being God himself, came to the earth with a goal, with a purpose in mind, which was and is to go to a cross and take all of my sin and evil upon himself and be punished in my place. Well, that's what he did for you, friend. That's what he did for all of us. But how are you going to enjoy God's forgiveness if you don't receive it? You have to acknowledge Jesus as the one who died on a cross for your sin. And he forgave you or will forgive you when you come to him.
1: Read that me, story. Uh, just, just read the story of Jesus, the last couple of days of Jesus. And if you can read that story and understand it and not bring a tear to your eye, then, boy, you are some somebody really else. You're blind, yeah. You're blinded, uh, worse right. than a person that can't see anything.
0: Right now, I'd like to pray for you listening. You need to know Jesus as your Savior. You've heard about his love. And you know how much he loved me as much of a sinner as I am. And my brother Ray, who's here, we found God's love because he found us. I was the sheep that went astray. But he he came and he got me. He saved me forgave me. And now I'm a sheep of his pasture. And he watches me, takes care of me, watches over me, shows me love, things I never knew before, and I'm still growing to know more about it. And I'm sure that's how Ray feels by the way. We 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 are so touched by what God did for us. We are so touched by the gospel message. John three sixteen, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in him, but not perish, but have everlasting life. You know, without Christ, you perish. I'm glad I don't have to fear that kind of perish thought anymore, because Christ took out place, and he took the blame for all I've done wrong. Lord, I mean people, all of you listening, uh, first I would say, Lord, thank you for loving us, but for you listening to me today, would you, would you bow your heart before a holy, loving God and ask him to forgive you for all of your sins? And you know he will hear your prayer immediately. That's all it takes is having an honest heart and going before Jesus Christ and ask him to forgive you for all your sin and he will and he will change your life. A little bit at a time you'll get to know God better and you'll get to know him in a very personal way You could do that right now. I mean, we're here right now. We're just kind of broken sinners who know Jesus, who are forgiven by him. But we think about you, and and we love you, we care for you. And we pray you would pray that prayer right now. Accept Jesus as your personal Savior.
1: Ray, maybe you could pray that prayer for us. Yes. Heavenly Father, we we ask you, as Pastor Frank just said, that just just pray it. You don't have to get down on your hands and knees, and you don't have to fold your hands or anything else. Just pray that uh, to the Heavenly Father that you ask him through Jesus to forgive you of your sins. Uh, And we are all sinners, and God knows and Jesus knows that we are indeed sinners, but he'll write his laws and his restrictions on your heart it's a heart matter and if you go before him in humility and you just simply say please heavenly father have Jesus come into my heart have me understand what he did indeed do on the cross for me help me to to know that I have a place in heaven as long as I do believe in him, place my take away any unbelief that I have. Put in my heart the belief that Jesus did indeed die for my sins, even as bad as I am. And it's in Jesus' name that we do pray this prayer to you. Amen. Amen.
0: Friends, you'd need to be in touch with us. I would love to send you what I offered earlier, the seven last sayings of Jesus and what he said on the cross. It's very meaningful, I think. I'd be glad to answer any questions you have with Ray, and uh, if you'd like to know anything, and if you don't agree with us, uh, all of, you're free. We can't force anybody to believe anything, but I'd like you to believe how much God loves you. Mm-hmm. you need any help with this, um, send us a message. We'll do all we can to help you with something you might need. Uh, A prayer request or something in printed form, let us know. Uh, This broadcast is not anything about Ray and I uh, getting a salary or getting paid, in fact. That's not what we do. No, this, I'm gonna this...
1: hit you up for a raise here pretty quick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Ray's got the point. No, you know what I mean. We don't have a so we don't work for a living, to no. tell you the truth. But we're not on a street begging for anything either, but we do worship God and we serve God wherever we can. Thank you for being with us right here on Grace Radio. Check on us and look us up anytime. We will get back to you when you send us a message.